Hey guys, welcome back to Anything Goes. Oh my God. This is the first time I've talked today. And I think my voice needs to warm up a little bit. It's eight in the morning, which is kind of crazy because I have never in my life, okay, been an early riser. And recently, like within the past few months, I'm waking up at like anywhere between 6 a.m. and like 8.30. What the fuck? On what sick planet am I becoming like a responsible adult and waking up at a good hour? It's kind of terrifying, but I also love it. I love it. it. It literally is the best thing ever. It makes me feel so much better throughout the day. And then when I go to sleep at night, I hit my head on the pillow and I am sleeping immediately because I'm exhausted because I woke up early. It's amazing. But my voice does need to warm up a little bit. So like, excuse it for how it is now. This episode of Anything Goes is presented by Azo Vaginal Health Products. Azo offers an entire line of products designed to help balance your vaginal pH and protect your vaginal health. Save 20% with promo code PODCAST on azoproducts.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. With Squarespace, you can do much more than build a website. You can set up your own online store. It doesn't matter what you sell, physical goods, digital products, services. Squarespace has everything you need to start selling online. You can even sell custom merch. Just design it. Production, inventory, and shipping are all handled for you. And with Squarespace's asset library, you can upload, organize, and access your content all in one place. To get started, head to squarespace.com slash Emma for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code Emma to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. When you want someone compatible, start the search on Bumble. It has the features you need to find exactly what you're looking for. Like a six-foot Aquarius who likes rock climbing and also wants kids. Or a runner with a penchant for poetry who loves dogs wants a serious connection. We know, you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Download Bumble today. Okay, well, hi everyone. How are you all doing? I hope you guys are doing amazing. Um, we missed a week last week and I wanted to talk about it. We missed a week last week because I listened to the episode and I was like, eh. I'm not obsessed with it, for one. And I also spent half the episode talking about something that I wasn't actually allowed to talk about, which I found out from my team. At some point, I may be able to talk about it, just not right now. It's not a big deal. It's not anything juicy or interesting. It was more just like me venting. And so we ditched the episode. It literally, it's not like you're missing something. Um... Like, I know what people are interested in, okay? People are interested in drama, relationships, arguments, drama, and drama. This had nothing to do with any of that. There was no drama. It was a literal thing that had to do with technically my work life. Therefore, y'all did not miss anything. <laughs> Honestly, it was probably really boring anyway. So, 
We're back this week, though. Thank you for letting me take a little break. I missed you guys a lot. It genuinely made me sad not to be posting a podcast and seeing you guys be like, what the fuck? Where's the pod? I was like, oh my God, people like listening to my pod. That feels amazing. (laughs) And so I'm back. Um, Speaking of like getting a few comments saying that they were missing the pod last week, I have really truly become a massive podcast listener recently. I listen to podcasts more than I listen to music when I'm by myself. And I think it's because I love to have the sound of human voices echoing throughout my house. Like that's what I like. And I like that because it makes me feel less alone when I'm in my home. Even though I like to be alone. But listen to this. This is what I like about podcasts. I like to be alone. But I also like people talking. Like I like to talk to people. I like to hear different stories, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But doing that type of stuff in real life is exhausting for me. Like talking to people that I don't really know in real life drains the fuck out of me. Couldn't be me. Absolutely could not be me. Okay. I mean, it is me. I do it all the time. But I really, it really genuinely makes me tired. And I need to like recharge when I get home for at least like a day and a half. Anytime I socialize. But here's the thing about podcasts. It feels like you're socializing in a sense because you're like listening to somebody talk for however long. But if you want them to shut up, you can press pause on your phone. When you're being social in real life, there's no pressing pause button on a real human being. It's unfortunate, but you can't. So that's why I love podcasts and listening to them. Because it's like, I feel like I'm with people, I don't actually have to be with them. And it's kind of amazing. So, I don't know. And the other thing I realized about listening to podcasts is that I don't even care what anyone's talking about. If they have like a relatively relaxing voice and are talking about something relatively interesting, like doesn't even have to be interesting, just kind of interesting, I'm in. I just like having the the aura, the feeling of the voices around me. It just is like comforting. So... If you guys have any good podcasts for me to listen to let me know I'm kind of like stuck on a few of them and I want to broaden so if you guys have any recommendations please let me know um I also listen to my own podcast because I have to before we post it so that's another podcast I listen to but unfortunately listening to myself talk for an hour can sometimes make my nervous system go all over the place but Anyway, let's get into the real shit. Let's get into the real... That's actually... No pun intended. Because this episode kind of has to do with poopy time. Um, Not in a gross way, though. I promise I'm going to keep it not gross. Just in case you guys are eating anything of the sort. I will be keeping it very, very PG. 13. No promises on PG. Okay, so here is what happened. Actually, we have to start from the beginning. So this weekend, all of my friends and I went to Joshua Tree, which is the desert, for a little vacation. We rented an Airbnb. The Airbnb was fucking incredible. I found it randomly like a week, two weeks before we ended up leaving for the trip. 
and like I've never been more proud of an Airbnb I've found. Like it was unreal. Um, what I didn't realize was that this home that we rented was more of like an art piece rather than a livable home. Let me explain. All of the furniture was not comfortable. All of the decorations were very fragile. All of the pots and pans for cooking, all of the spoons and the bowls and the cups, delicate and nice. Like everything was kind of nice, which I didn't expect because like, I mean, the Airbnb was, you know, I like based on the price of the Airbnb, I didn't think that it was going to be like that. But apparently the owners of the home are like, architects and like interior designers and so they made this place like dope as fuck and like it was beautiful but (laughs) this home is was not designed for six people this home was designed for like one couple max okay let me explain none of the doors locked okay so with six people around sometimes you need a little bit of privacy There was none in this place because literally like you couldn't lock yourself into anywhere. So if you need to change, if you need to do whatever, there was no privacy. Not to mention every room has massive windows that you can see into from the outside of the house. So like if you're changing, there's a decent chance that somebody's going to see you changing. That scares the shit out of me. Um, There were three bathrooms in this place. One was an outdoor bathroom that had no door. Really cool though. Super beautiful, but no door. And there was a shower and a toilet in there and a sink. The second bathroom was a normal functioning bathroom. A door that doesn't lock unfortunately, but there was a door and the toilet and a shower, whatever. That was great. And then the last bathroom was just behind a wall but there was no door so like anyone could just walk right in listen I am a 19 year old girl the idea of me using the restroom in general but mainly the more extreme type of using the restroom let's say number two to be gentle right the thought of me number twoing okay um, in a bathroom that has no door when all of my friends are around. I mean, I love my friends. I'm very close with all of them. But the thought of me going number two in a bathroom with no door it, it couldn't have been me, right? So there's basically one bathroom option for me. And it was the one with the door. I went in there probably seven or eight times throughout the trip and just was like, Emma, you need to go number two. Like your body is holding all of it. You need to just let it go. You need to just be free. You need to because you're uncomfortable. It's hurting your tummy that you're not letting it go. You know, you're holding on for dear life because your body knows that there's a lot of things that could go wrong. Toilet could get clogged. A... A lot of things could go wrong. I did not use the restroom 
once that entire trip. My body held on for dear life. And it was great because I walked in to my home once we got home from the trip. And I immediately sat on the toilet and it was like nothing was wrong. Why is that? Why did my body know to just shut itself off in the company of all my friends? It knew. It was like, no, Emma, you don't want to do this. No, you don't want to do this. You can't. You can't do this. I even tried to use the outdoor toilet at one point because everybody was saying like, oh, no, if you need to go number two, go to the outdoor toilet. That's the move. And I tried it and I couldn't because there was no door. No, I need privacy when I'm when I'm doing that. You know what I mean? Peeing, I could pee anywhere. I could pee standing up. I could pee sitting down. I could pee like with one of my legs like dangling off a cliff. Like I can literally pee in any scenario. I can pee with someone sitting on my lap. I can pee with somebody slapping me in the face. I could pee with somebody tickling my armpit. I can pee at any, there's no limit to when I pee. But when it comes to number two, it could I couldn't do it. And I wonder who else on the trip with me could not poop. I kind of want to text in the group chat and be like, which one of y'all couldn't couldn't make that happen? Because like I want to know if I'm the only one. I was kind of mortified too. I was like, Emma, are you like two years old? Like everybody does this. Everyone poops. And I don't have an issue with pooping around other people. But like this situation was just the least privacy you could imagine. And like, I just couldn't do it. The fact that the door didn't lock and that someone could walk in at any time and find me in the middle of my moment was like beyond excruciating for me. So, alas, I did not poop the entire trip. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. With Squarespace, you can do much more than build a website. You can set up your own online store. It doesn't matter what you sell, physical goods, digital products, services. Squarespace has everything you need to start selling online. You can even sell custom merch. Just design it. Production, inventory, and shipping are all handled for you. And with Squarespace's asset library, you can upload, organize, and access your content all in one place. To get started, head to squarespace.com slash Emma for a free trial And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code EMMA to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This episode is brought to you by Dove. I'm messy. I'm a messy girl. And when you're as messy as I am, you need a deodorant that doesn't mess around. Enter Dove Vitamin Care Plus deodorant. Its lightweight formula is super powered with vitamin B3 to reinforce your skin's natural odor defenses while providing new levels of skincare for your underarms, keeping you feeling fresh, whatever your day throws at you. Dove Vitamin Care Plus deodorant. Learn more at dove.com. Another thing that happened on this trip was one night for dinner, me and Olivia, my friend Olivia, were cooking dinner and we made pizzas. But because this Airbnb was not made for living in, right? Like the refrigerator was literally like three feet by two feet. Like it was tiny fridge. Like everything was very like not functional, right? Anyway, there was no oven mitt. And me and Olivia made pizza. 
and it was time to take it out of the oven and we were like wait a minute what what are we what are we gonna do so I was like you know what I'm gonna use paper towels I'm just gonna wrap a bunch of paper towels around my hand and grab it well don't do that because it slipped out of my hand and the pizzas fell face down onto the floor and me and Olivia ate them we ate them in front of everyone because we were so hungry that we were like, you know what? Let's just peel this thing off the ground and let's eat it, you know? And we did. Don't do that. I don't think that's good. I don't think you are supposed to do that. But that's definitely one of my favorite memories from the trip. What's my other favorite memory? Peeing in the outdoor toilet and clogging it. And then later, one other member of our trip going poop in the toilet clogging it even worse and then everybody blaming the clog on him when in reality it was kind of my fault because I'm the one well I don't know if it was my fault though because I think the toilet was clogged even before I used it because I just peed and I had like a tiny piece of toilet paper like it there was nothing whatever and that I flushed and it just didn't flush so I feel like somebody else might have clogged it so that's something that I'm gonna need to figure out but I clogged it and then he went and then he clogged it even worse. Next thing you know, the whole entire, the whole group is just laughing at him. And I was like, well, you guys cannot discredit my pee pee time that started this whole thing off. You know what I mean? Okay. So here's the next thing I want to talk about. On this trip, I posted multiple Instagram photos on my stories, on my feed, whatever. Actually only one so far but I'll probably post another one at some point anyway and everybody's like Emma you got lip injections like stop lying y'all I didn't swear to god I did not get lip injections but what I did do was learn how to make it look like I did in my Instagram photos (laughs) I have this way and and it happens subconsciously now there's a way that I fucking, I, I don't know that when I'm doing it, but I like the way that I pose for photos, like my default pose now for my face, I like put, wait, I'm going to do it in the mirror. I'm, I'm in front of a mirror right now. I'm next to a mirror. I don't know. Okay. Wait, I can't, I can't recreate it. I just tried to do it in the mirror. I can't do it, but I do this thing with my mouth and it's very slight. But it makes my lips look bigger. And I don't even realize that I'm doing it. But then it makes my lips look bigger. And then everybody's like, you got lip injections. Shut up. And I'm like, no, 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 guys. I'm just playing the game here. Okay? And I'm puffing those babies out a little bit. Right? But not in a way where it like looks obvious, though. I have this perfect balance that's fooling the masses. I don't even need to edit the damn photo. It is like that. I have figured it out. and it, But it's not even like I meant to. Like I did it on accident. But then like everybody's always like your lips don't look like that. And I'm like yeah no they don't because I'm puffing them out on accident. But is it an accident? I don't know. But I also sunburnt my lips like bad on this trip because I didn't wear sunscreen And my lips are like burnt to a crisp right now. They're so crusty and gross. It's like sad. Um, 
but that also made them look swollen and big. I also was having allergies while I was there a little bit. Everybody was because we were in the desert and there's a lot of different pollen. So that also made them swollen. So this whole beautiful combination made me look like I had a little injection in there, which is totally fine. There's nothing wrong with getting injections, but I don't want to do it. Um, and I stand by that. But if I ever do change my mind and I'm like, oh, my alarm just went off. <laughs> my alarm just went off because it's 830 and my body was like, body and brain didn't expect me to wake up this early. So now I'm here and my alarms are going off. But I just think it's so funny because it's like, listen, that just proves like not everything, even like if you don't Photoshop, even if, because I don't Photoshop. The only thing I will Photoshop is like if I have hairy legs and like I want to smooth it out. I do do that occasionally. Or like in my last Instagram post, oh my God, I don't even want to tell this story, but I'm going to. I, my bikini bottoms were riding up in all the wrong places, right? Um, because my bikini bottoms were extremely thin. And so it was just really revealing. So I did edit my vagina a little bit to make it just a little bit more PG, right? Um, that I did do. And I will occasionally like, you know, if I have like, my legs are just hairy. I'll edit out like a spot of my leg just to make it look a little bit better. Like I won't edit my whole fucking leg. I don't even think I've ever done that actually. I don't think I've actually ever, I don't think, well, have I? I feel like I might have, but I don't even think I ever posted the photo because I think I couldn't figure out how to Photoshop out the leg hair where it looked natural. So then I was just like, fuck it. I'm just not going to post the photo. Um, but like still, it doesn't matter. Social media, photos that you see, not real life. Because I didn't edit my photos except for my vagina in that one. But like nothing else. I like there is. It's not like I edited my lips, nothing. But it's about the way that I posed. And it's still a fucking lie. You know what I mean? It's still a lie. Because, like, my lips don't look puffed out when I'm fucking, or pouty, you know, in a sense, when I'm just sitting around doing nothing. You know? They look normal. But in a photo, I'm like, turn it on, bitch. And I just go, and I go crazy. But it, it's still something to think about. Like, you know, you choose your best moments. You know your angles. Blah, blah, blah. And so... Instagram is not real life and that's the fucking point blank period of it all. Just because, you know, something doesn't look, you know what I mean? Like it just, it's, it's, social media is just very fake. But what I've found is that there's an art in the illusion, right? There's something fun about the illusion. Even looking at other people's illusions that they've created. Like think about somebody in your head who has a very amazingly beautiful Instagram account and it looks like their life is perfect and they have everything together and that they're so smart and, you know, fucking whatever. And they just have their aesthetic perfectly, right? They have it down perfectly, okay? They, they're, it doesn't matter. Like they probably still have a bunch of shit that they're dealing with they could be a terrible person. They could be the best person ever, but be, you know, depressed and be like fucking sad all the time. But their Instagram makes it look like they have no issues. Like you just don't know. 
You know what I mean? It's so easy to make like a fake reality on Instagram. I mean, even like me being on this trip, right? Like I'm posting photos from this trip. It looks like it was like a perfect trip. Well, we dropped the pizza on the floor and we ate it and I didn't poop the whole time. Like that's the truth of it. Right. But on Instagram, it looks fucking amazing. And to be completely honest with you, I used to feel like there was something wrong with that. Like there was something really wrong with creating an illusion. I still do. But I think that sometimes you can appreciate once you realize that everything on Instagram is an illusion, you can appreciate it as almost like someone creating a story. Like as long as you know that it's not reality, then you can appreciate it. And this is more pertaining to like everything looking perfect and aesthetic and beautiful. I'm not really talking about like editing your body to look completely different than it really looks like because that has a whole nother, you know, level of like damage that it can do to people, right? But when it comes to like creating a really nice aesthetic and like, you know, making everything look dreamy, there's an art in that. And I think that that should be appreciated I, I don't think that that's something that's harming anyone. It could harm someone because somebody could be like, God, like their life is so perfect. Like all they do is just like bask in the sun and, you know, wear outfits that are cute and shit. Like, you know, it can harm people like that. But once you realize that that's all an artistic illusion, then you can appreciate that. And you can appreciate what other people create and the vibe that people create and stuff. And like, I think that's really inspiring. And I know my um, friend Dion came into town. He was in LA for a little bit and he has the most beautiful Instagram, like the most beautiful Instagram. Like it just like every photo is perfect and like, you know, whatever. But in his like captions, he, you know, he'll talk about like real things. And he'll like kind of get deep in there. And I just think that that's so inspiring and smart. And, you know, he's honest about the truth of his life while he has this like creative world on his Instagram that like seems perfect. Like he has that balance. And so that's just like really cool to me. But also he's a real human being. You know what I mean? Like he, yes, his Instagram is like very perfect, but like there's a human behind that and he tries to show that and he does show that. And I just think that that's really cool. While still like enjoying the art of like creating a a world on Instagram. You know what I mean? I don't know. I've always really liked that. I've always liked kind of like trying to make my Instagram look cool and almost be like the life that I wish I had in a sense. I've always like liked trying to do that since I was literally like 15. I remember I went on a trip to the Dominican Republic with my mom and the trip was great, but like on my Instagram, it looked like I was flown out to the Dominican Republic by the Kardashians and was like being carried around on like a fluffy chair the whole time. Like that's the way that I made it the trip look. In reality, it was a normal fucking trip with my mom. And it was great, but like that's what it was. But like creating that illusion is really fucking fun.
but in an artistic in inspiring way not in like a damaging way like everything every photo was a real photo but it was about making the location that we were in look the way that I want it to and feel the way I want it to right and like that's I've always liked that and I like you know taking cool photos that are pretty and all that shit like I've always just loved that so I don't know I mean it's just something to keep in mind like you know but it's not necessarily reality but it's also like not damaging anyone but I think the honesty is important being like you know this trip I just didn't poop the whole time that's all I remember even though on Instagram it looked completely different you know what I mean anyway I don't know if anything that I just said made sense this episode is brought to you by Bumble when you want someone compatible Start the search on Bumble. It has the features you need to find exactly what you're looking for. Like a six-foot Aquarius who likes rock climbing and also wants kids. Or a runner with a penchant for poetry who loves dogs and wants a serious connection. We know you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Download Bumble today. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Who doesn't wish they had a little bit more time? But the question is, Time for what? If time was unlimited, how do we even use it? I feel like if I had an extra hour every day, I would spend it, well, I'd like to say I'd spend it meditating, deep breathing, self-reflecting, but I would probably be using it on my phone. And I know that that's cliche, but it's true. It's good to sit down and think about what's important and make it a priority. And therapy can help you figure that out. A therapist can work with you to define your values and understand your priorities so you know what things you can spend your time on that will really fulfill you. Otherwise, you'll always be wishing for more time. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp offers convenient, affordable online therapy that comes to you. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash anything today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash anything. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. I don't know how you went from the fact that I... I hope you said bless you to me. Thank you. Uh, um... I don't know how we got from me puffing my lips out in photos to my appreciation for Instagram illusions. I don't know how we got there, but anyway. Um, one last thing before we get into questions. I woke up one morning on this trip and I go into the bathroom and I look at my ear because it felt a little bit sore because I have a lot of piercings, as you guys probably know. And one of my cartilage piercings is gone. And I'm like, what? Did it fall out? But it feels like it's in there. I reach behind my ear and I touch and I feel that there's an earring back. But on the front of my ear, you can't see any piercing. And I had a tiny little diamond stud, fake diamond stud, of course, of little tiny fake diamond stud piercing in there, right? And it like was nowhere to be found. But yet my earring back was still in and I could feel the earring in my ear, but I couldn't see the front of the earring. And I was like, did the earring break? And did like the diamond part fall off? And that's why like I can't see it. Well, I ended up feeling around and I pushed from the back of the piercing to see like 
if it was in my skin, it was in my skin. When I was sleeping, my earring got pulled through my ear and it was like the diamond part was in the middle. It was in my skin. And it went halfway through my skin. It went halfway through my fucking skin. And so I had to push it back through and it hurt so bad. And I'm like in there and my eyes are watering. And I'm like crying, trying to get this piercing. No one knew. I was like the first one to wake up. And that was what I was dealing with. So anyway, um, traumatizing. And then I also got a new piercing recently in like this really random spot. I don't even know what it's called. It's like in the hollow part of your ear. If you look at your ear, there's like the cartilage and then there's like the earlobe on the bottom and then there's like that kind of hollow area in your ear that like leads to your ear hole well I got a piercing in there fell out gone I also cracked my phone on this trip I don't even know like I couldn't tell you what happened I mean I could like I don't even know like when all that shit happened like I literally cracked my phone at some point and I didn't notice. And do you know what was funny? It was probably because I probably dropped my phone on the ground and then immediately like put it back on the counter and didn't look at it because I literally didn't go on my phone once the entire trip. Um, and then just didn't notice. But still, I was like, that is insane to me. Like, why did it look like I got put in a blender for 20 minutes? I don't know. Um, it didn't make sense. But alas. I'm home. I'm sad to be home. But also, you know, time to get back to work. I was only gone for like 50 hours total but my thing is I'm going to continue to post photos from it so that people still think that I'm there so that I can have a little bit more time to myself without people asking me to hang out because I refuse to hang out with anyone anymore I can't I don't I can't do it I cannot cannot do it I hate being social I fucking hate it I never want to be social again. I just like being with my few people that I love in a safe, warm environment and just telling them how much I love them and sitting down and not talking to anyone else. <laughs> like that is what I like. I don't like being social. I hate it. I don't like it. I quit. I wonder if that's a part of getting older because I always used to be the biggest social butterfly like, I just wanted to, like, meet everyone, talk to anyone. And to be completely honest with you guys, I think that it's finding, like, people in your life that you love and that you feel comfortable with and, like, content with. And those people filling you up to a point where, like, you don't need to go out and, like, be social because you're getting that from the people in your life that you love and you don't need it elsewhere so then it's hard to want to go out and be social because you're like, well, I already get what I need from the people in my life. I don't need to like go meet new people or like go hang out with people that don't make me feel good because it's like, why do that? You know? And maybe that's not a good thing, but I also think that like if that's what my body and my mind wants right now, so be it. I just won't hang out with anyone. I'd rather, I would literally rather be home for a week straight than hang out with anyone right now. And that is not something that should hurt anyone's feelings. Like it's not personal. I just don't have the energy right now to do it. 
and that's okay and I've learned to accept it and everybody else better accept it and if they hate me for it then they fucking hate me for it this is what my mind and body needs point blank period I think we can answer some questions what do you guys think somebody said advice on being a senior and being afraid to graduate and go into the real world I never experienced this in a in a way that was like I'll say it relatable like I had a very unique transfer from being in school being under my parents roof to like being on my own it was very very different and it's because you know I had the means to be independent a lot earlier than I expected so I was kind of just shoved into it but I'm going to try to give you advice anyway because I feel like I might have something comforting to say. Hopefully, you can let me know. Going into the real world is really not that scary. It can feel lonely. It can be tough. There's a lot of things to learn and there's a lot of things that you don't know until you're out and you're doing it. There's so many, nobody can tell you everything. Nobody can give you every piece of advice you're going to need. You're going to be going out there a little bit unprepared and that's inevitable. But you also have to remember, number one, everyone does this. This is such a normal part of becoming an adult is going out into the world and fending for yourself. Everyone does it. So remind yourself that if everyone else can do it, I can fucking do it. That's number one. But number two you have a support system. You know what I mean? You have your family. You hopefully have some good friends around you. If not, your family is enough. Lean on them when you need them in the beginning. Don't be afraid to lean on them. You're not, it's not like you wake up one day, you move out, and then you just are on your own. No, you still have those people that are supporting you now to support you when you're going through this journey. Lean on them as much as you need. That's what they're there for, okay? That's super important because I feel like people think that they need to just handle everything on their own. No, if you need to ask questions, if you need to just talk, those people are there for you, right? You are going to be totally fine and it's actually so exciting and fun to finally have that adult independence. It is something to be so excited for. I feel like I've had some of my best memories in life having the independence that I have because I wouldn't have had those memories And wouldn't have made those memories without the independence that I have. Whether it's going to a diner really early in the morning or slash really late at night with my friends. Or going on drives with my friends at like 2 in the morning. Or going grocery shopping by myself and like all of that. Like all of those memories are like really amazing. Or even the moments of me like fucking crying in my bed by myself not talking to anybody. Those are beautiful memories to me. Those are times when I found myself in ways that like I never expected to do so. Like there's so much learning and growth and like memories to be made. Like it is nothing to be afraid of. I totally understand the fear, but you're going to be completely fine and it's going to be really, truly amazing. It's also what you make of it. So if you go into it, like I'm going to make this the best situation that it possibly can be, it will become that. Somebody said, how did you know you were ready to start dating? I have been going through mental health issues. Plus, anytime someone gets close to me, I get anxious and back out of the relationship. Thank you so much. I love you. I think that a really good sign that you're ready to be in a relationship is if you don't really want one. (laughs) 
you're kind of like, eh, I don't want one. No, I, it's, I'm fine on my own. I don't really want one. And then somebody will come in and be like, hey. And then you're like, wait, now I kind of want to date this person because I love them so much. And they're so great. And they make me happy. And they treat me well, X, Y, and Z. I want to like date them even though I wanted to be single. The problem is if you go into a relationship and you're like seeking a relationship, I think occasionally that can make sense if you're somebody who like has spent a lot of time finding themselves first and then they're like, you know what? I want to like share this joy with someone else, right? Like I want to like, I'm ready. Like I'm old enough. I'm ready, whatever. Like I want to be in a relationship with somebody if I find someone, right? I think that that can be good, but I think that for most people and me included, if I'm looking for a relationship, I'll get into something that I shouldn't be. And I'll like wrap myself up into something out of almost desperate measures. And then it does, it's not good. Because if you're getting into a relationship because you're just desperate for some sort of comfort or some sort of affection, that's not good. And I've done that. I've been like, fuck this. I don't even care. I'll date anyone because I just like, I, that's actually not true. Not date anyone. But I've been in spots where I'm like, if I find a guy that I like, like I have no reason to not date immediately because I just want some stability in my life. And I want to be in a relationship because I like dating. I don't like being, like I like being, okay, I either like being single and talking to no one, not one dude. Single and talking to no one, nobody at all, or being in a relationship. I don't like the in-between. I don't like being like, oh, there's like, I am like single, so I'm going to go out and be social and like talk to like seven guys. I hate that, and it never works for me, and it makes me feel like shit, and I don't like it. That's me personally. No judgment at all to people who love that. I know so many people who love that, and it makes them thrive, and they fuck with it, and I totally get it, but I am not like that. I like... I want to find somebody who I can rely on. I like to find someone who's going to like be reliable, who I can like go back to and know that they're always going to be there for me, at least throughout our relationship. I want to know that like the person I'm talking to has my back right now. You know what I mean? Obviously things can change. Nothing is set in stone in life. Anything could change tomorrow. And that's something that my anxiety hates and has a lot of trouble with. But I like that stability, okay? And so I crave that. But I also have that on my own. I either have that completely on my own or I have that in a healthy relationship. Those are the two states in life where I can find that feeling of like true comfort and safety. So I got to a place where I was like, I'm not gonna be in a relationship unless this motherfucker, I feel like I can trust them. You never know for sure. You don't know anything. And that also is another thing my anxiety hates is that like, you know, you don't know, right? But if you are at a place where you're like, I am happy being by myself. I'm happy being single. And then someone comes in and like kind of takes you by surprise. That's how you know that you're not desperate for something. And that you know that you're acting on 
your love and feeling towards this person and not out of desperate times. Because it's normal to get desperate and be like, fuck, I just want something. I want to feel something. I get that. But you're going to end up making a decision. You're going to get hurt, basically. And you're ready when you know that you could be fine by yourself and you could be fine with or without this person. That's another really important thing. In a relationship, you need to remember, in a relationship, in the beginning of a relationship, whatever, when you're talking to somebody even, as long as you, in your head, know that you would be fine if tomorrow you had to be alone. Would you fucking hate it? And would it hurt more than anything ever? Yes, but you have to remember, I wouldn't, I would figure it out. I don't want to have to figure it out. And I fucking sure as hell hope I never have to. But I know that I would survive it. Even if you are like so fucking in love with this person, you have to remember that like even if tomorrow they were like, never mind, fuck you, I'm out of here. Which usually doesn't happen if you're talking to somebody who's a good person. Um, you still have to remember if they left tomorrow, I could go back to being by myself and I would survive. Even if it hurt me really, really fucking bad. I could figure it out. Because somebody, when you have trust issues and shit like that, getting into a relationship is messy. Not even necessarily for the other person, but for you. Because you're like, oh fuck, I have a lot to work through. And I think that this is super normal. And I, I mean, I know, I mean, everyone I know has this problem. It's so normal to like get into a relationship after being in a few in your life and getting into a, finally getting into a good relationship or one that you think is good, right? And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, I don't know if I believe it because I've only ever been fucked over or things have only ever not really worked out. Why should I try this again? I don't believe this. You know what I mean? You're skeptical. That's normal. And the only way to untrain yourself from the relationship trust issues that you have is to be in a healthy relationship, unfortunately. That's the only way to unlearn. You cannot expect to learn that stuff without being proved wrong by somebody new and I, I truly believe that. I think it would be really hard to unlearn your trust issues without being in a healthy relationship. I don't know if that's true. That's just my personal experience. I don't think that you can just figure that out on your own because when you're single, you're not like tapped into that part of your brain where you're like, holy fuck, I'm like in love with this person and like if they, it, I'm so scared. I'm scared, I'm scared. You don't tap into that when you're just single. You're like, oh, I love myself and I like love my pets and I love my family and my friends and like I love my life and like blah, blah, blah and you're just like having fun with that but you're not tapped into the love part because there's nobody triggering that. You have to learn, that you can't, but then you like, you know, get feelings for somebody and then you're like, oh fuck, I have crazy trust issues. I didn't realize this because I wasn't in a relationship before and now I'm in a relationship and I'm like, oh fuck, this is uncomfortable because... I'm now having to work through all this shit. Ouch. Here's my, my closing statement because that was a lot. That was a lot. You know you're ready to start dating 
when you know that you could be happy without anyone in your life and you're not searching for it and it stumbles into your lap and it just makes sense. Not when you're looking every day, trying to find it, fucking desperate for it. That's you're not ready then. You're ready when you're indifferent and you're like, eh, if I found someone, cool, but like I'm happy alone right now. That's when you know. And as for your element about getting anxious and backing out of what could be a relationship, you're never going to know what it could be until you try. And as long as you're honest with yourself about the red flags and you are aware of them getting into something and you back out then, as long as you're making your decision based off red flags and not based off your trust issues, you're golden. Because if you have red flags from the beginning and you're like, this is not right, like there's something off here, get the fuck out. Because I always thought, I was like, oh my God, there's no way for there not to be red flags. Like there has to be a few, right? I always believed that like red flags were like industry standard. Like I thought that it was just like inevitable. That is not true, y'all. There is not always red flags. It's hard to find. It is hard to find. But there are not always red flags. So try to find someone who has no red flags. And if you cannot figure out a red flag with this person in the moment that you're thinking about it, then it's probably just your trust issues talking to you, being like, you don't want to do this again. You're going to get hurt again. You're going to get hurt again. If you don't see any red flags, you go for it. You have no idea who this person could end up being in your life. You could marry this motherfucker. Who knows? I'm moving on. That was a lot. Somebody said, is there any app that you hate to use but use anyways? Twitter. I hate Twitter. I do not like it. I hate it. I love it for the podcast. It's amazing for the podcast. But just like randomly tweeting, hate it. Gives me so much anxiety. Twitter is easily the most toxic platform that exists. I don't like Twitter. I stay off of it as much as possible. Somebody said, what was it like to release a planner? You know, funny story. I have this weird thing where if I work on something for a really, really long time, by the time that I put it out, I'm like, oh my God, I don't even know anymore. Like, I don't even know if I like it anymore. I'm like, I like have worked on this for so long that like now I'm starting to have my doubts and I always do that. And it used to happen with my videos when I'd edit a video for like, you know, 40 hours and then finally it'd be time to post. And I'd be like, I don't even think I like it anymore. And I think with the planner, part of my brain did that a little bit. It was kind of like, I worked on the planner for almost a year, if not even a little more than a year. And by the time it finally came out, it was so surreal because I had been working on it for so long that I almost was like, I was kind of sick of it in a sense because I was like, I have been working on this for so long that now I'm like not excited about the idea anymore because I've been just staring at it and working on it for a year. You know what I mean? Um, But seeing everybody get them and be so excited about them and love them so much and, you know, seeing all you guys in Target picking them up, like it's been so fucking cool and it really reminded me like, Emma, just because you've been staring at something for a year doesn't mean that everybody else has. Nobody else has. Nobody else has seen it. 
So like this is the first time everyone else is seeing it. Just because you've been staring at it forever doesn't and it's old to you now. It's not like that for everyone else. And so I've been trying to remember that with everything that I'm doing. And I'm just so excited that you guys are fucking with it. And that's just like so cool because it was such a one-off project. It was so random. Um, So seeing you guys be pumped about it is just so cool. Uh, I mean, it's even the same thing with Chamberlain Coffee. I mean, mark your calendars for Sunday. There's something pretty big coming. And I've never been more excited for something in my life. But at the same time, I've been staring at it for so long and like, working on it for so long that now I'm like scared because I'm like holy shit the world's about to see this and like I my brain's all jumbled because I've been working on this for months and now everybody's gonna see it and I'm like this doesn't even feel real like I don't even know like hopefully everybody likes it like I don't even know how I feel anymore I know well with this Chamberlain coffee thing I am like I am obsessed so I don't know this is a very unique experience where I'm not having that complex but Still, when you work on something for a really long time, it starts to make you second guess. And I'm learning that that's not healthy. You know what I mean? But anyway. Somebody said, I've been dealing with internalized sexism and homophobia. Do you have any advice on how to get past those things so I feel comfortable with myself? Also, I love you in the podcast. Love you so much. I have not dealt with this personally. Um... But I think that this issue of judging yourself and inner self-loathing in a sense is just universal. I mean, I think everybody deals with this. And whether it's your body, whether it's your career, whether it's your relationships in your life and like feeling bad about those, like no matter what it is, it's so normal for your mind to cling to something that you hate about yourself. But based on what I can see here, you're having issues with your sexuality and with your gender. Those are things that are so out of your control. And also, there is not one sex or one sexuality that is not the same as the other. Does that make sense? Like, your sexuality and your gender are exactly what make you you and obviously and those things are up for your whatever you want them to be it it doesn't matter there's so much more to a human being than those things those are okay think about when you're making a friend right are you concerned about their gender or about their sexuality or are you concerned about how they treat you as a friend you're concerned about how they treat you as a friend. You're not worried about all that shit. That has nothing to do with who you are as a person. It has just as much to do with who you are as you want it to. It it has nothing, but really it has nothing to do with your identity. Who you are is based on how you treat others and how you help the world and how you make the world a better place and how you decide to express yourself. That's what it is. Okay? So never ever look in the mirror and judge yourself for those things because number one, they are what they are. And number two, any person on this planet who gives you a hard time about your gender 
or your sexuality is not a person that you need to have in your life for one and is not a good person, okay? Because that does not matter. Imagine this. Imagine you meeting somebody who maybe has a different sexuality than you or a different gender than you. Imagine meeting somebody on the street and them being so fucking nice to you. Maybe them like, maybe let's say you dropped your credit card and they picked it up for you and they handed it to you and they were a different gender or different sexuality. Would you be like any less grateful for what they did for you? No, they just picked up your credit card off the ground. It's a very nice thing to do. Who cares about that part? That doesn't matter. Imagine going to one of your friends who is a different gender or different sexuality than you and judging them for that. Imagine that. Would you do that? I don't think so. Imagine yourself as a small baby. Imagine yourself as a child right now, as like a fucking three-year-old. Would you talk to that three-year-old and be like, hey, I am judging you for your gender and your sexuality. I'm judging you for those two things. And I don't like it. Would you ever say that to your younger self? No. You'd be kind to your younger self, I would hope. There is nothing to be ashamed of. And this is nothing to judge yourself for. There are so many more important things to be judging yourself for. How you treat others, how you're treating yourself. Those are all things that you need to be checking in on. Not like who you're attracted to and how you were born or how you decide to express yourself those are all things to be proud of truly and I don't care what anyone else says I love you for exactly who you are and I don't care about any of that shit that does not matter and it's something to be proud of and it's something to praise and it's something to celebrate point blank period Somebody said, how are you? I am actually doing a lot better. Um, my whole life, I've been a relatively anxious person. But within the last few months, my anxiety has gotten a lot worse. And I can't put a finger on why. I don't know if it's just the quarantine, well, we're not even really in quarantine anymore. I guess we kind of are. I don't know if it's the COVID blues. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's all the self-reflection I've been doing. I don't exactly know where the anxiety is stemming from. But my anxiety is pretty bad. And that's something that I'm really trying to figure out right now. And it's been tough because I'm going through this phase right now where I'm like working through my anxiety, trying to figure that out. But simultaneously, I career wise and like YouTube, Chamberlain Coffee, podcasts, all of those things are like going through extremely pivotal moments. Like Chamberlain Coffee is about to change night and day you're not even gonna recognize that bitch my YouTube channel I'm kind of feeling like I need to switch up the format I'm like you know what I've been doing the same shit for so many years I kind of want to try something new with it I don't know what that means yet 
but I've been feeling like that for about a month. And so that's something that I'm thinking about. You know what I mean? And my life has also changed a lot. I went from somebody who liked to be social constantly and like constantly needed to be around people and all of that to being somebody who prefers to be by myself and loves a very f- small group of people and likes to be with them and likes to do shit with them. And that's the end of that. I've kind of like, I think it's just honestly, I feel like it's kind of like me shifting into being an adult. I feel like I'm maturing a lot right now. I feel like I've felt this like shift in my mind where I feel like I'm getting older. And and this doesn't happen to me a lot, but I do feel it every once in a while, every few months, once a year, like it depends, but like I'm definitely feeling it right now. I'm feeling that shift happening where I feel like I'm I'm maturing a little bit and that affects everything. It makes me anxious because it's like holy shit, like I my brain feels a little bit different. That's anxiety provoking. Also, as I'm maturing, things with my YouTube, Instagram, podcast, company, Chamberlain Coffee, merch, fucking whatever the fuck, projects I want to work on, brands I want to work with versus don't want to work with, like everything's changing and evolving right in front of my eyes and it's all happening very quickly. I'm also working through recently like past trauma for sure. Like... There's things that happen to you in your past, whether it's like, you know, my parents getting divorced or, you know, toxic relationships I've been in that have kind of fucked up my head, shit like that. You have to unlearn a lot of that. And I think that recently I've had the right people in my life for the first time ever. And that's forcing me to like move past those things. But it's a marathon and it's not a sprint. And I can't just wake up tomorrow and be like, oh, I just trust everyone now. Or, oh, my self-esteem is no longer affected by these things that have happened to me in my past. Like, you can't just wake up and those things go away. But I think it, it's having the right people in your life that show you that, oh, wait, my past and the way that my past has affected my brain and the way that I think about things and the way that I look about things and the way that I look at things is not accurate. That's something that happened in the past with very specific people and we're in very specific situations and like that's not how every situation is going to be moving forward. That was just that situation and it's just so important to be proved wrong but it's hard to find those people. And a lot of it starts with you doing your best to do that work on your own. But at a certain point, sometimes you need to have people in your life that push you to be the best that you can be. And part of being the best that you can be is to let go of all that. Somebody said, if you could spread one message to the world and everyone would listen to you, what would you say? Well, unfortunately, nobody would probably listen to me, but... I just wish, I would say this. I would say, listen, everybody, we have one life. We got one chance that we know of. Who knows what exists after after we pass away. 
but we have one life right now in this body. One life. One. Let's just make it one big party. Yes, we have to work. Yes, we have to do the shitty stuff. I get it. Yes, we have to pay taxes. I know. There's a lot of shit that is not good. And it is unfortunate. But let's just have fun with it. Let's be nice to each other. Let's be understanding with one another. Let's be kind to one another. And let's just have fun. Like, let's make this shit fun, right? Because we got one of these. So let's make it fun. Stop being mean to everyone. Mind your own fucking business. Stay in your lane. Let people be happy. Be happy yourself and make your life as fun as you possibly can because you got one. Fall in love with people. Go crazy. Cook something that you want love for your friends and family. Fucking go on a trip. Go on a walk. Go for a jog. Make coffee in the morning in complete silence in your home. Whatever. Make it fun, but mind your own business. And have fun with it. That's it. That's all I ask. And be fucking nice. That's it. It's so easy. Imagine if everybody was like that. How easy it would be. Okay? It, it would be very, very nice. <laughs> um, if everyone would just do that. Somebody said, I know it's probably too late to ask questions. No, it's not. Would you rather explore space, like outer space, or the sea, like the ocean? Um, the ocean, personally. I'm not a huge fan of the whole gravity not existing thing. Um, I don't like sitting for a long time. So being in a spaceship for me wouldn't be so good. I also get a little bit claustrophobic here and there. So not a huge fan of that. I actually have a phobia of space. I really don't like it. I love Earth. I love Earth. I love our planet. And I just don't want to go anywhere else, to be honest. I would, if somebody was like, you can go to the moon right now, I'd be like, no thanks. Like, I genuinely wouldn't like that. I have no interest. There's certain things that I just have no interest in because the risks outweigh the experience. And I will name a few. Skydiving. No. I don't need to. I don't need to do that. Unfortunately. There's no reason for me to do that. I, I don't care. Roller coasters even. Okay, yeah, it's like fun and I like enjoy it and I'm not even scared of them, but I also feel like what if it broke? Like what's the point? Amusement parks parks are like grimy. I don't know. I just unless it's like Disneyland cuz Disneyland's chill as fuck. Like those rides like are not dangerous at all. So definitely the ocean. I'd love to go down into the ocean, see what kind of cool ch- ch- like shipwrecks I could find. I'd love that. Somebody said, "Should I get a nose job?" I've always been someone who is like, if you want to get a nose job, if you want to get lip injections, if you want to, actually, do you know what? I haven't always been like that. Okay, let me explain. I think when I was younger, I used to be like, I used to struggle with people getting work done because I was very insecure myself and I felt like it was unfair that you could just change whatever you wanted about yourself and I think I was jealous that I couldn't when I was younger, because I was like, this is not fair. Like, these grown-ups can go and fucking, like, get a different nose if they want. And, like, I'm stuck with mine. That doesn't seem fair. And I think it also 
made me overthink like should I change something about myself when I get older and I think I just had a very toxic relationship with the idea of getting work done in any capacity but as I've grown older I've realized there is nothing wrong with it as long as I think you're honest and you're like yeah I did get a nose job or I did get Botox or I did get lip filler. I think the, I think the important thing is if you feel comfortable, you know, being open about those things and being transparent. I think that that is so important because I think that that makes it healthier for younger generations and stuff to see that and be like, okay, well, they changed those things about themselves. So the fact that like I am the way that I am is normal. You know what I mean? Because they look so perfect because they have enhanced their features to look like that. But, and I could do that too if I wanted. You know what I mean? And like making it an open conversation. I think that's very important because I think that young adults and kids and, you know, they don't understand how someone can look really perfect. And they can't understand why they don't look like that. But there are certain beauty standards that we have that are just unrealistic. Like having really massive lips, that's not something that everyone has. Having a perfect nose, that's not something that everyone has. Having a perfectly smooth forehead, that's not something that everyone has. Those are things that like some people are born with for sure. But also most people are not. And if that's something that you want to do and that's something that you're excited about and that you think will make your life better in a way, go for it. Nobody should judge you for any personal decision that you make because to be completely honest here, it's no one else's business. Who cares? They don't have to do it. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I think it's more about being you know, transparent and honest about the process and like not lying to people and being like, no, this is my natural face or, you know, whatever when it's not, because I think that that can be damaging. But I think that as long as you're open about it and you're honest, like if I ever got work done in any capacity, I would let you guys know. And we'd have a conversation about it because I think that it's important to be honest about those things so that it doesn't damage someone. You know what I mean? I say get the nose job. If you want to get a nose job, get it. But also if you don't, your nose is beautiful exactly how it is. And you don't need to change it. But if you really want to, girl, I'm on your team. Whatever will make you happiest. Somebody said, how should I tell my parents that I think that they should split up without sounding rude? I mean, their relationship is so toxic. I think it would be best. So I don't think that you should tell them that they should split at first. I think that the first conversation that needs to be had is a wake-up call conversation, right? So you go to them and you say, guys, listen, being in this house around you guys, constantly arguing, constantly being toxic with one another makes my life miserable, to be honest. And, and say that, be like, this makes my life miserable. Because guess what? Your parents had you and you are their responsibility. They brought you onto this earth. That is something that they did. 
They made that decision to have you. And while you are living under their roof, you have the right to be like, I'm miserable because you guys are fighting, making this living environment so toxic. You absolutely have the right to tell them that because you are their responsibility. You can't fend for yourself yet. You are a child. It is their responsibility to make your life as amazing as possible. So I think starting out by saying, you know, you guys arguing constantly makes it really hard for me mentally. And like, I don't know what you guys want to do to fix it, but I just wanted to let you guys know. And, you know, you guys can have your own separate conversation about how we can make this a better situation. But like, I just need you to know that like, this is really toxic and terrible for me. And I wish you the most of luck. And I know how tough it is. Things with parents can be really tough, especially when you're under their roof because, you know, you don't really have a lot of control over shit. But I wish you luck and I love you so much and you can get through this. And on that note, I'm wrapping up this episode. Thank you guys for listening to me talk for literally an hour. Um, I love hanging out with you guys and I can't wait to talk to you guys next week about... Chamberlain Coffee. I'm going to dedicate an entire episode next week to Chamberlain Coffee and I cannot wait even though that might be like okay well what do you have to say? Well I have some things to say so stay tuned. I love you all. Stay safe. Treat yourself with love. Treat others with love and talk soon. Love you all. Peace.